0: What's up world? I'm Cameron McKinney and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies Tesla and Underwater. But first, let's talk about the movie Tesla. Here's a quick synopsis. An unconventional look at the work and life of revolutionary innovator and inventor Nikola Tesla. I like this movie. I think this movie is more interesting than it is good. This movie stars Ethan Hawke as Nikola Tesla. And I mean, who's not a fan of Ethan Hawke? I absolutely love Ethan Hawke. He's Ethan Hawke. He's been in so many good movies. Training Day, First Reformed. Ethan Hawke is this guy who's been around forever. I mean, he's given so many memorable performances. My personal favorite performance from Ethan Hawke is his performance in the film directed by Ben Stiller, Reality Bites. That's my mind when I think of Ethan Hawke. I think about that movie. I think he's one of the most underrated leading men. And in this movie, it's a really good good performance. It's subtle. I mean, sometimes Ethan Hawke can be really over the top, but this was a really quiet, subtle performance from Ethan Hawke. And listen, I think some of his more recent work has also been really interesting. I absolutely love the movie Juliet Naked and The Kid. Those two performances, I think, are what I like most about Ethan Hawke. He's in these weird indie films trying to do something he's never done before. I mean, watch the movie Juliet Naked naked. It is one of the better rom-coms, if you want to call it. And The Kid is just a different kind of western. I mean, I've talked about Dane DeHaan in that movie a lot on this podcast. He's insane in that movie. That movie was directed by Vincent D'Onofrio. I mean, watch the movie The Kid. In that movie, again, Ethan Hawke is just playing another cool character. That's what I think of when I think about Ethan Hawke. He is a cool collective character. That's his movie star persona. And again, his upcoming slate of movies, just looks fascinating. He's going to star in The Northman, directed by Robert Eggers. I mean, come on. Ethan Hawke and Robert Eggers, that seems like a match made in heaven with a writer, director, and actor. I mean, again, Ethan Hawke seems like he belongs in a Robert Eggers film, and then he's going to appear in The Guilty, which is going to reunite him with Antoine Fuqua. Yes, we talk about Training Day all the time, but he also starred in other films directed by Antoine Fuqua, The Magnificent Seven, and Brooklyn's Finest. Brooklyn's Finest is this underrated film that stars Richard Gere, Wesley Snipes, Ethan Hawke, Don Cheadle, and in The Guilty, he'll be starring alongside Jake Gyllenhaal. That's a combination of actors I've never seen before. Ethan Hawke and Jake Gyllenhaal, again, they have so much in common. They're interesting actors who've worked forever. I mean, Ethan Hawke is ageless at this point in time. He's been around forever, and I don't think he's going to slow down anytime soon. He's one of the best actors working today and he's been one of the best actors for the last 25 or so years. Now let's talk about the supporting performances in this movie. I mean Kyle MacLachlan also appears in Tesla as Thomas Edison. This guy is having quite a bit of a comeback lately. I've liked what Kyle MacLachlan has done in movies. He appeared in Steven Soderbergh's High Flying Bird. He appeared in Josh Trank's Capone film which was just a weird movie, but he gave a really good performance. And now with this, he's playing the very well-known, one of the most historical figures of all time, Thomas Edison, and it's a pretty good performance. I like what Kyle MacLachlan is doing at this stage in his career. He is a supporting actor who comes in for a few scenes and captivates you. That's what I think he is in movies lately. He did it in High Flying Bird, he did it in Capone, and he definitely fulfills that task in Tesla. Eve Hewson appears in this movie movie. She plays the daughter of famous banker J.P. Morgan. I mean, she has a weird relationship with Tesla throughout the movie, and she's also the narrator of the film. I think she gives the second best performance in this film only to Ethan Hawke. Like, I think her performance in this is captivating, and there probably should have been more of her in this movie. And then you also have Jim Gaffigan. Now, Jim Gaffigan is most known for being a stand-up comedian, but he's done some really good dramatic work recently. He appeared in the film Chappaquiddick alongside Jason Clark and Ed Helms. I thought he was really good in that film. And now in Tesla, he's playing George Whitinghouse, this really rich dude who's trying to compete with Thomas Edison. And it's a really good performance. He's not in the movie a lot, but I think Jim Gaffigan is an actually pretty good dramatic actor. I know that surprises you because again, he's a comedian, but in these supporting roles, he can show up in these dramatic movies and be believable. The writer and director of this movie, Michael Almoreta, does the smart thing by not making a boring old biopic. We've been there, done that. He made an unconventional movie about an unconventional man. It is not perfect. It is strange at times, but it is entertaining. Another movie that I watched recently, which is eerily similar to this one, is called The Current War, and it's basically about the same characters, but it focuses more on Thomas Edison. And in that movie he's played by Benedict Cumberbatch while Tesla is a supporting character played by Nicholas Holt. Now I did like that movie more I'll be honest I thought that movie was more captivating and it was about the characters it was about the characters and their motivations like Tesla was given a motive in that movie where he wasn't trying to get rich he was just trying to make his ideas come alive. I thought that movie was more effective in its plots with its characters like the Thomas Edison character played by Benedict Cumberbatch in that film. Again, he wasn't the friendliest of characters, but the way he dealt with the loss of his wife, it was just more believable... That movie made Tesla, who was played by Nicholas Holt, feel more like a human being while this movie makes him feel like a robotic character at times. Like I don't know the character's motivation. I don't know about him personally. He's not going through the loss of the money. Like in this movie, they tell you that Nikola Tesla was bought out from his company that he invented. But in that other movie, The Current War, there's that scene where Nikola Tesla loses everything and you just feel for him as a human being. That film was more of an emotional film. It was about the characters. This seems to just be about the man, the myth, the legend of Nikola Tesla. And I thought The Current War, even using him as a supporting character, was more effective than Tesla. I'm not saying Tesla is a bad movie. I like Tesla a lot. But I did find it a little funny that a movie that used Tesla as a supporting character was more effective in telling the story about that guy. I thought that was funny. I thought this movie was going to tell me way more about Tesla than the current war would ever do. Because again, Nicholas Holt is only in about maybe 30 minutes of that movie. But no, I think I got more out of Nikola Tesla in the current war than I got out of the movie that's supposed to be about him. And another thing I found odd about the movie was yes, I could see the movie was trying to be absurd, but its humor and its tone didn't really match the absurdity. It was just absurd without the humor. Like there's that scene where Thomas Edison has a cell phone. I thought that was funny, but it didn't match the overall tone of the movie. Again, you can have absurdity, but there should be more of a mix of humor. Like, I thought this movie could have been way more funnier than it was trying to be. That's something that I really had an issue with. Like, I thought this movie could have been more funny. Again, there are characters doing funny things like having ice cream cones. Yes, that's funny, but they themselves are not being funny. Like, the humor wasn't coming from the characters. Not a lot was coming from the characters, their motives. Just the Background and what was going on was funny, but the character themselves were not really that entertaining to be around. Again, I think Ethan Hawke gives a really good performance, but I didn't really learn that much about the Nikola Tesla character. And again, his weird tone didn't match the tone of the movie. Like, again, it was absurd around him, but he wasn't really being absurd. And I think it could have been more effective if it went more of the side of humor. One of the things I really did like about this movie is that this this idea that Tesla is a workaholic, that he's not after the same things that Thomas Edison is after. Thomas Edison is after money and glory, but Nikola Tesla is just after his vision. He's after the quest of working. He will stop at nothing for his vision to become a reality. He doesn't care what the reward or the awards are going to be. He just cares about the project itself, no matter how much time and effort it takes, where Thomas Edison is in for a final destination, if you will. He's in for the cash cow of it all. He's in for the glory. He wants to be a legend where Tesla could care less about those type of things. I think this movie did a really good job of showing the main difference between those two characters. I also like this idea that Thomas Edison would have benefited from being more like Nikola Tesla as a visionary and on the other hand Tesla could have benefited from being more savvy like Thomas Edison. These two mythical historical figures could have benefited from being more like the other one. That's an idea I found fascinating and I thought that's the main idea of the movie that I like the most. I definitely recommend you check out Tesla. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Underwater. Here's a quick synopsis. An underwater research and drilling facility is hit with what is thought to be an earthquake and six colleagues try to make a daring escape not knowing that a hidden creature is behind all the destruction. This movie is really epic in scale and it didn't get really good reviews. I think it's better than what people think it is, but I don't think that this movie is a perfect film, but I think this movie is an entertaining one. There are major, major plot holes, but let's get into the things I liked about this movie. First off, Kristen Stewart is given the impossible task to give a good, compelling performance and given zero backstory to make you care about her character. She's playing Nora Dunn, a researcher at this facility. She is given zero backstory until almost the very end of the movie, and I'll get into why I have issues with that backstory in a little bit, but I don't think enough people give Kristen Stewart enough credit for what she's doing in these movies. Even some of these movies that don't work like Charlie's Angels and now Underwater. I mean if she wasn't in these two movies I would find these movies unwatchable but I think she makes Underwater compelling. Again she's not starring in any movies that are doing her any favors. They're not giving her characters proper backstories. They're just making her do all of the work. This week her new movie Happiest Season is coming on Hulu, co-starring Mackenzie Davis. I'm going to talk about that movie on this podcast next week. I am super excited about that. I've been waiting for that movie forever. And she's also going to star as Princess Diana in an upcoming film. Like, I think we have not yet seen the best of Kristen Stewart. And a lot of people have commented on this movie, how she's playing kind of like an homage to Ripley from Alien and Aliens. Like, I get those comparisons, but that character was given an arc. Her character of Nora Dunn is not given the proper arc, yet she gives a really good performance. In fact, she gives the best performance of this entire movie and is the number one reason why this movie is watchable, why I liked it, and why I think it's entertaining. Let's talk about the rest of the supporting cast of Underwater, Jessica Henwick. She is having quite a moment. She's best known for Game of Thrones and Iron Fist, and she has two movies out right now, Love and Monsters, which I hear is a really good film that co-stars Dylan O'Brien, and the movie On the Rocks, and she's set to appear in the upcoming fourth Matrix film. So again, this is somebody who's been in these big time blockbustery type TV shows and movies and is now making that next jump. I like her as an actress. Like I wa- I didn't watch Iron Fist, but I watched The Defenders. She's really good as that character. I really liked her in this movie Underwater. She plays the person who's the least well equipped to survive what these characters are going through. And of course, by the end of the movie, she's adjusted quite well and is only trying to survive like the rest of them. Mamadou Achi appears in this film. He is somebody who is on the rise too. He's going to star in Jurassic World Dominion along with Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. He appeared in The Front Runner along with Hugh Jackman. And he was also in Unicorn Store alongside Brie Larson. I like Unicorn Store and I really like like Mamadou Achi's performance in that film. He's another person that you need to pay attention to. He's not in this movie quite that long, but it's still, it's a really good performance. I think he had really good chemistry with Kristen Stewart for the little time they were on screen together. Vincent Cassell appears in this movie. You might know him from Black Swan. He is really good in that movie. He also appears in Oceans 12 and 13. I thought he was really good in this movie. And rounding out the rest of the supporting cast is T.J. Miller doing his usual comedic relief that he does in big-time movies like Deadpool, Ready Player One. Like It was a good performance from T.J. Miller, but I'm kind of tired of him coming in and being the comedic relief. Like, I've been there and done that. I know what I'm going to get from T.J. Miller at this point. He doesn't do anything exciting. He just does the comedic sidekick bit, and I'm kind of over it. The strength of Underwater is its pacing. It's so fast. It just gets right into it. I mean, that's what I really liked about this movie is the pacing and the visual elements of the movie. Like, it looked real. It looked real. A lot of big- time movies like this can look fake and if you don't believe it or if it looks too CGI you're not invested you're actually invested in the look of the movie and again the pace just makes this movie feel alive yes is there zero character development throughout this movie I would agree with that but I don't really care about that the movie is what it wants to be and I'm perfectly fine with that this movie was like what 93 minutes and again I really like that pace the weakness of the movie is the character's and their dynamic as a group. I mean, Nora's backstory is given way too late for you to care about. And then there's a couple, Jessica Henwick and John Gallagher Jr., who I really like from the newsroom and Short Term 12. He is a really gifted actor. But they are not believable as a couple, and you don't really think they are a couple until they say it out loud. They have zero chemistry together. There's a point in the movie where T.J. Miller's character is like to John Gallagher Jr. "Don't give up what you have," with the just like a Henwick character. What you two have is special. There has been nothing on screen to suggest that what they have is special. And then Nora Dunn, the Kristen Stewart character, does something at the end to save their relationship because she cares about it so much. I don't care about their relationship because it's not believable. They are not believable as a couple. They are just told that is it a couple because it is simple for the movie to go forward. That's the biggest issue with the movie. There are a lot of things just given to you without really investing in making you believe it. You're told Nora Dunn went through something tragic, but you don't believe it in her face. You're told that these two people are a couple, but you don't believe it. This movie lacks believability in its character's backstory. The only character backstory that I really thought was good was Vincent Cassell. He's this captain who wants to go down with his ship. That's a simple backstory and it's believable. He lost his daughter when she was 14. Like that's a believable backstory. He's the most believable character in this movie. The rest of them have zero backstories that I care about. And there's a part of me that's okay with that. Like this type of movie, maybe it doesn't have to be perfect. I love movies like this. I love Armageddon. I love The Rock. Those backstories to those characters don't really make much sense in those movies. It's all about the action. But my issue with this movie is that I think it's trying to get you invested in these backstories. I think this movie thinks these backstories are effective when they are most clearly not. Also, when watching a movie like this, there's some predictability in which characters will die first. And this movie makes it way too obvious which characters are going to die early on in this movie and not make it till the end. Like, it's just so obvious you can tell who the last remaining characters are going to be. Obviously, I could tell from the beginning of this movie that Kristen Stewart was at least going to make it to the end of the movie. Like, they made it way too obvious. And another thing I find funny about these type of movies is sometimes that they think there's something there that's not. For example, Underwater thinks it's a warning to corporations and humans not to drill underwater. The problem, it isn't that. It's just entertainment. This isn't a new message about how evil corporations are. We already know that. Like, I think the message of this movie is a little messed up in that it thinks it's effective in telling you how evil corporations are. We already lived through all of this. A movie like Underwater is not going to change people's viewpoints on going underwater. It's not. Like, it's a, it's an okay movie plot, but I think the people that made this movie think that that message is effective, and it is clearly not. And by the way, they show you the corporation's reaction to them being rescued at the end of the movie and even that felt rushed. Like they're trying to make you invested and care about things that don't matter. Why can't a movie like Underwater just be fun entertainment? I don't need this hidden message about how you feel about how corporations treat the earth. We all know how they do that. You're not telling us something we don't know. Like at this point we all know that corporations do not have our best interests at heart. A movie like Underwater is not telling us something we We don't all already know, and I think it's funny that they think they're telling something insightful when they're most clearly not. It is just pure entertainment about a scenario that would never happen. All in all, I think Underwater is a movie that had the potential to be great and isn't, but I still think it's a very good movie that's grand in scale and is better than most people are giving it credit for being. Like, I don't think this Rotten Tomato score is accurate. It's in like the 40s on that. I think this movie should be like in the 65 to 70 range. It's still compelling. It has a really good cast. Again, Kristen Stewart, Jessica Henwick, Vincent Cassell, TJ Miller, Amadou Achi, and John Gallagher Jr. Not a lot of movies like this have a really good cast. This movie has that and more. I definitely recommend you check out Underwater. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week I put the spotlight on the movies Tesla and Underwater. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on actor Shia LaBeouf and the movie Happiest Season starring Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe.